So today on Wake Up With W Fab, we are going to be talking about something that I learned this past weekend. I don't know if you guys have been watching my stories, but I just got back from Las Vegas. It was freaking amazing. I was invited uh, to Vegas to speak at an event, um, one of Daryl Drake's events. You guys know Daryl Drake has recently joined um, our company if you're in W Fab, and uh, I was invited to speak at his event, and it was crazy because he is someone and his team is someone that I've been looking up to for over a year. Um, so it was so amazing to be in the same room as them and to be able to learn directly from him. I mean, I've already been learning from him. We've been friends, but to like actually learn, see him speak. And like, I took mad notes, y'all. And I didn't just take notes on my phone. I want to show you guys because don't, don't judge the luggage in the back. I'm traveling today, but I took mad physical notes. Okay. Physical notes. And I don't take physical notes, okay? But I did it. I don't know. I was just in the moment. I did it. And I learned so much. It was such an amazing weekend. I'm so grateful, you know, to this industry. This is the only industry in the world where you can actually be in the same room as millionaires without being a millionaire. Like, I don't know any other, I don't know any other industry that does that. So I'm just so grateful um, for that opportunity. And so I, there was a training that he did for his team there. And I really liked it because even though some of the things I've heard before, it just hit different. You know, sometimes you can hear the same information over and over again, but when a specific person presents it in a specific way, you're like, ooh, like it just hits different. And that's exactly what happened, you know, um, this weekend. So what I'm gonna talk about is, let me pull up my notes, is he talked about these like four senses of success. And he gave some other um, success tips as well. His training was called the wheel of fortune, but uh, some of it is like network marketing specific and some of it is not. So I'm just going over the mindset, mindset stuff today, since it is our morning mindset call. But one of the things he started off with is that, and I truly believe this, is that you can change in an instant. You can change in an instant. What does that mean? One thing, one thing, one concept, one event, one perspective shift, one epiphany, one more time of something going wrong. One thing can literally just change everything in your life in an instant. And I think people don't understand like, yes, success is a journey, but, but there's sometimes you have that, that overnight shift. When Jazz got back, I don't know if you guys know the story, but when Jazz got back into network marketing, she took like a year or two break. When she got back into network marketing, she had an epiphany. She just woke up one morning and she had an epiphany and she signed up the same day, right? Sometimes there's just one thing, one event, one speaker that you get something from that like changes everything for you, okay? And I feel like this is like every event that I go to, I learn something that I need to hear. I learn something that I need to hear. I went to Grant Cardone's um, business bootcamp recently. To network, right? To meet some people, to network. I didn't necessarily go for like the value. I went more so to network, but he started talking about haters. He started talking about haters on the, when he was there, right? Because Grant Cardone gets a lot of haters. And I swear I was sitting there and I was like, this is what I came for. This is what I came for. Because at the time I was getting a lot of hate, right? And, you know, everyone's human. So it was like starting to irritate me. 
And then I, I came there and he spoke to my soul, bro. Like he literally spoke to my soul about how people that hate on you are growing your brand and you don't even realize it. And there was somebody, I don't know if I already told you guys the story, but there was somebody in the audience. He actually played a hate video that somebody made about him at the event. And someone in the audience, and, 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 told, and they had over a million views altogether, right? Something that he said was misinterpreted and there was all these videos about him and they had over a million views altogether. And somebody raised their hand to speak because it was kind of like a mastermind. And the guy who raised his hand to speak when they gave him the mic, he said, that, that video that had almost a million views is actually how I found you. I never knew who you were before. I found you through that hate video. I went on your page. I saw that you were legit and I bought a ticket to this event. My man made a thousand dollar sale, right? And probably a lifelong customer because of the hate video. And I was like, yo, this is what I came here for. And that's when I started calling them brand ambassadors. You know what I'm saying? Started switching the terminology to brand ambassadors. So everywhere you go, you're going to hear something that like was meant for you, but you got to be open to it, right? If you're open to it, the world is going to send you your signals, right? So that happened to me at this event too. It wasn't this specific thing that we're talking about today, but it was something that it just hit, right? It just hit. And I was like, I needed to hear this, right? So two kind of main concepts that we're going to talk about today. The first one is that your environment influences how you feel. Your environment influences how you feel and how you feel influences what you do. Your environment influences how you feel and how you feel influences what you do. This is just showcasing how important environment is. What's your environment? What are the people that you're hanging around with? What is the mindsets that you're around? What is the, the lifestyle that you're around? What is, what, who do you talk to on a daily basis? What do you guys talk about on a daily basis? What are you exposed to in your life? Your environment has a huge impact on your success. Why do we talk about community all the time? And how can you change how you feel? right? How can you change how you feel? Because how you feel is eventually what you do and what you do determines how much success you're going to have in your life, whether you're going to achieve those goals that you've been wanting to achieve. So there's four ways that you can actually affect the way it is that you feel. So number one, before, before I get into those four things, you got to get around the right environment, right? You got to get around the right people because the environment is going to have a huge impact. But the four ways, and, and there are four senses, we got, we got five, okay? Well, today we're gonna talk about four senses. We got four senses that we can use to, to change the way that we feel and therefore change the way that what we do and therefore change the root of our success, okay? The first one is sight. The first one is sight, what you see. Everything that your eyes see is a yes. Everything that your eyes see, your mind knows that it can achieve. Right? When you see it, you believe it, you see that it's real. This is why I talk so much about proximity is power. It is like a privilege to be around success. It is a privilege to witness success. A lot of people go through life and they got successful people around them, but they don't even realize. 
or they come into contact with successful people they don't even realize because they're too busy living their life they're too busy in their story they're too busy in their problems that they don't even have the privilege to witness success witnessing success is a privilege because it tells you that you can do it too when you can see it with your eyes your mind starts to believe that you can achieve the exact same thing so proximity is power being able to be close to success. Uh, we always have this saying th that says, when the neighbor gets their mail, it means the mailman is coming for you, right? When you see the neighbor getting their mail, right? Getting their wins, getting their blessings, it means that the mailman is on his way to you. So you gotta celebrate success. You gotta keep it within your sight as much as possible, which is why I'm grateful to go to events like this because I can see the success of my eyes, right? And that proximity is powerful. Sakshi said, I remember when you said this. Jasmine was receiving one of her checks and you said that on a live. Yeah, I did say that on the live. And I was celebrating. I think she received a check. Um, she received a, received a huge check, like one of those jumbo ones. And I was celebrating on that live like it was my motherfucking check, bro. I swear, because I know when you celebrate other people's wins, you're letting the universe know that you're ready for yours. Some of you guys don't have success because you don't clap for others. You don't cheer others on. You're like, oh yeah, good for them. But you don't genuinely cheer others on. You don't genuinely, you're not genuinely happy. You're not genuinely fulfilled by seeing other people win. And that communicates to the universe that you're not ready for your own blessings, right? So successful people, they create conditions in their mind. They create conditions in their mind before it even becomes, comes to life. Before it even becomes in the real world, they create conditions in their mind in everything that they do. So we talked about driving one of his old cars i don't know what it was but let's say you're driving a toyota but you're pretending that it's a bentley you're pretending that you're driving in some sort of luxury i don't know what you want a, a ferrari a lambo a urus i don't know what you want but you're driving whatever car it is you're driving right now and you're imagining something different you're creating conditions in your mind one of my friends and mentors christy stone when i first went to her house when I first went to her house, I was like, damn, they do, they like, shit like this exists out there? They be, they be valeting my car. Uh, after they valet my car, they be opening the door. Uh, when I get, when I pick my car back up, they leave me water bottles in the, in the console so I can, I can be refreshed. They take me up to the floor. They are like, it's like all luxurious. She lives in this. So what I was saying, right, before the power went out, what I was saying is I was saying, I was at, hopefully my assistant could crop this out, but what I was saying is, so I was at Christie's and I was getting this whole luxurious experience. And the first time that I went, I was like, whoa, like this is like a lot. I've never experienced anything like this. It's like over the top. They're taking so much care of you. They deliver like, you know, I would go to her house and they would like deliver her her packages inside, like inside her house. Like they would just do all this. Like it was just like over the top service. Okay. And um, I would go and I would look at the view and I would look at the furniture and I would look at how 
clean it was and her cleaning lady was always there. And the first time I went to me, it was like, it like blew my mind. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, okay, perfect. Um, and it, it like blew my mind. Like I was literally like, whoa, like I've never experienced anything like this before. But then what started happening is that every time I would go and I would go again and I would go again and I would go again and I would go again, I started becoming accustomed to it. It started being normal to me. It started no longer being some extravagant thing. Now it just started being normal in my eyes. So it became much more attainable for me to achieve something like that. For me to achieve, you know, I mean, I'm not there yet, but I definitely got a, a, the view now. I definitely can see the water now. I live in a, in a, in a beautiful condo, but it's like, it, it normalized the luxury for me. It normalized the success for me, right? Because I could see it with my eyes and it became normal rather than extra extraordinary. It's the same thing. When, when, you, when I we go to her house, sometimes I pretend like it's my house. I go and I have a mindful moment. I pretend like it's my house so that what, so I can create those conditions in my mind to prep myself for having that same success, right? So that's the first thing is your sight, okay? The second thing is going to be your smell, right? Your smell, use your smell to get you to success. So what Daryl used to do is he used to go to car dealerships just to smell the cars. Yeah, he'd see them, but he'd smell them too. He'd sit inside the car and he would just like smell it and like close his eyes and pretend like he owned this car, right? And eventually they would stop letting him in the car because he wasn't buying nothing. He was just sitting in the cars. Like this was years ago. He's been in the industry for 10 years. So he's massively successful now. He has, I think he has a Lambo or a Ferrari. He has like really, really nice cars now. And, and at, before that, he would go into the dealership and, and he would sit inside and he would just smell the car. He would get used to that scent. And then when they wouldn't let him sit in the car anymore, he would just stay in the dealership and smell what it was like to be around brand new cars, right? He would go to model homes, homes that were for sale at the time. He couldn't go, you know, if you needed to have proof of income to go model a home that was over $500,000. So he had to, the biggest house that he could go to was, right? And he would go in those models. It's his house. He would, you know, the sense in the luxury, he would see it, he would touch it. He would lay in the bed pretending like it's his house. Now, some of y'all may think that's crazy, but he was creating conditions in his mind. And I don't know if you watched my stories. Can you guys hear me okay? Some of y'all look frozen. Put some twos in the chat if you can hear me okay. Right? Ariana says, I, I, I love it. That's what I do. I just drive by big houses and envision myself. I'm on one bar. Can you guys hear me? I'm on one bar, so I don't know. I'm on data. 
Okay, as long as you guys can hear me. It's a little choppy. Okay, uh, okay, breaking up, breaking up. Okay, should I go downstairs? Or should, do you guys wanna wait five minutes so I can go downstairs and get on the Wi-Fi, or should I continue? Drop it in the chat. Continue. Continue. Okay, let me know if it's bad and I'll go downstairs. Okay. Okay, so he would go to these model homes, right? And he would just literally envision like he was living there, like it was his house, like he was, you know, walking around there and touching things and pretending like everything was his. He would sit on the bed, he would sit on the couch and pretend that it was his house. And if you guys watch my stories, you saw the type of house he's living in. Like he has a beautiful, beautiful house that he actually made himself. He has everything is, is so beautiful, brand new. He designed the house himself or like he built the house himself. He got a pool with his team name in it. He got like everything, right? So um, y'all are frozen again. Sorry, I keep tripping out, but hopefully it's okay. Let me know in the chat if it's not. But now he has that. The same house is that he actually probably, this one's worth probably way more right, four, more than four times more than the houses he was at, but the houses that he was envisioning, he now lives in houses even nicer than that, right? And now I just spoke to him, he's even looking at a bigger house in a bigger community, right? So he created this con these conditions in his mind before it even came true in real life. And he said, today he's touching things that were once a hallucination. Today, he's touching things that were a hallucination years ago. I was like, that's powerful. Whoever can trick their mind the best wins, okay? The third, uh, the third sense is listen, listening, using your ears. What are you listening to? What are you listening to on a daily basis? Are we listening to the news of all the horrible things happening? Are we listening to rap music, talking about drugs and, and killing people and all this stuff? Some of it, not all of it. Are we listening to um, you know, gossip? Are we listening to uh, reality TV shows where everyone's fighting? Like, what are we listening to? Are we listening to personal development? Yeah, someone said, wake up with WFAB, these morning mindset calls. Are we listening to books? Are we listening to empowering YouTube videos? Are we listening to meditation? What are you feeding your mind? And I know most of y'all in here are personally developed because you come on these calls, right? But he had to realize what, what was he feeding his mind? And he made sure that majority of the time that he was listening to stuff, it had to do with something that was elevating him. He minimized the time that he was listening to rap music or all of these other things that were having a negative impact on him, right? I made a rule for myself in, in 2018 is when my life started changing. It's when I really started tapping in. Like I had been an entrepreneur before, but I really wasn't, I really wasn't shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I really wasn't doing shit. Like I wasn't having success. But 2018 is when my life changed. And it's when I first got introduced to personal development. Prior to that, I had maybe read five grown-up books, maybe, if that, not even that. Even in university, I don't know how I passed, 
because sometimes I didn't even open the textbook. I spent like $200 on the textbook, never even opened it because I, I didn't like reading, physically reading, right? So in 2018, I started, I picked up a book and it was thanks to one of my friends. And after that, I started um, reading books, audio books like crazy. And then actually I picked it up in 2017, like November or something like that. And then when January hit, I read somewhere that the average CEO reads 63, 60 books in a year. So I was, I was like, I bet. So I set aside to read 63, 60 books that year. And in 2018, I read 63 books. Most of them on Audible. There were some that were physical, but majority of them were on Audible. Some people say that's cheating. You know, I used to get all this, all these haters, and they were like, "You're not actually reading a book. You're you're listening to a book." I don't care. Okay, I don't care. I'm consuming it same way. Okay, I 100% agree that reading a book physically is better. But if you ain't gonna read it, then might as well listen to it. You understand what I'm saying? Something is better than nothing. I'm like, how many books are you reading? right? Then reading like two books a year, talking about you're not actually reading. Who cares? Some people can do audiobooks. Some people cannot do audiobooks. The friend that recommended um, reading books, I, to I told him to listen to an audio because it's more efficient and he couldn't do it. He's like, this person's voice is so annoying. I can't do this. <laughs> like, you know, so it's different for everybody. But I did 63 books and that year is when my life started to change. I became a different person that year. I became a different person because I'd consumed so much. And I had this rule that if I was driving, I had to read one or two books a week, depending on how long they were. If they were like 11, 12 hours, I would read one. If there were five, six hours or less, I would read two, right? And what I said to myself is anytime I'm in the car by myself, obviously not with friends, but when I'm in the car by myself, I was not allowed to listen to music until I finished the book. I was not allowed. Okay. So sometimes I'd only listen to music for the last two days of the week. And it was like a reward for finishing my books for the week. And I would drive a lot. I would drive every day to work and from work and I would drive to meetings. So like, especially if you drive a lot for your work, I know a lot of you guys work from home, but if you drive a lot for your work, y'all like, that's hours of your day that is going like, and nothing's happening. So I decided to start using that to develop my mind. If I had a meeting in Toronto, that's two hours I'm driving that day. At least two hours. That's two hours I could be reading a book. Right? So what are you listening to? You have to listen to things that are in alignment with what it is that you want in your life. And when you're not, this is, this is a big thing. When you're not working on your environment, when you're not conscious of your environment, your environment is working on you. So if you're not consciously choosing your environment, what you're listening to, what you're seeing, what you're, what you're touching, right, what you're smelling, then your environment is working on you. I just realized I made a mistake. The second one was supposed to be touch. When he went in the house and he started touching stuff. 
So, but anyways, if you are not working on your environment, your environment is working on you. If you had, if there was a broke person who was, who was, if there was a person who was born in a, in a, in a poor area, who was born broke, who was born in a broke family, but they move into a rich area, they move into a wealthy area, or versus a person who was born in a wealthy area who moves to a broke area, who do you think is going to be more successful? The person born in a broke area that moved to a wealthy area or the person born in a wealthy area that moved to a broke area? <clears throat> who do you think is going to be more successful? The first one. Exactly. Because it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you were born into. It doesn't matter what your family's like. It matters what your environment is like now. That's what matters. The person who moved into a wealthy environment is going, is, has, ha, is going to be influenced by that wealthy environment. And you have to do the same thing for your life. You have to make sure that your environment is conducive to how you want to live your life, right? And the fourth one, so the first one was um, sight, right? The second one was touch, how he was going into houses and he was touching all types of things, going into cars and touching them. I made a mistake and wrote smell twice, but that was, that was touch. The third one was listening and the fourth one was smell, okay? So for the fourth one, what he would do is he would go, and get samples of really expensive colognes. Okay, at the time, it was like the ones that were like a hundred bucks. He would get samples of these really expensive colognes and he would just smell them. You know, when you, when you spray it on there, you can smell it for like a few days, you know? He would smell them or he, he would spray it on them. He said he used to go sometimes to the store before he would go somewhere and he would just spray himself with a hundred dollar cologne and walk out so that he could get used to the smell of wealth, right? He would go to hotels just to get around wealthy people and the hotels that have this certain scent to them, you know? Y'all know hotels, they have like really nice hotels. They always have this scent in the hallways, right? So he wanted to get accustomed to what wealth smelled like. Did you guys know that a smell can take you back to a point in your life instantly. Instantly, it can take you back to a point in your life. That new car smell or that hotel smell, right? He would get around all of these things and start smelling. So he would use all four of these senses to start to create change in his life. Guys, there's a foundation to change, right? You have to govern with what you smell. You have to govern that change with what you smell, with what you touch, with what you listen to, with whatever you make real in your mind. And you have to be very protective of that. Have you ever heard the quote, um, a, a seed will always find fertile ground. Seed will always find fertile ground. You have to protect yourself from the seeds that people plant on you. Because whatever is planted in your mind, it will find a way to be fertile. This is both positive and negative, right? 
if you are planting positive things in your mind, those seeds will find fertile ground. The universe is going to start to work towards creating that into a reality by the law of attraction, making that a reality. But it works the same for the opposite. Step away from people who put doubt in you. Step away from people that make you feel insecure. Step away from people that don't make you feel good about yourself, that make you question yourself. From people that make you feel comfortable. Because those seeds will always find fertile ground. I'll tell you guys a story. I'm originally from a country called Serbia. And in Serbia, the beauty standards are very different than Canada. Very delayed, very behind, very different than Canada. Okay? And there was always things that like, would be cool here that in Serbia, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? So remember back in the day, everybody had, used to have those skinny, skinny brows. We all used to do those skinny brows and we used to do like the Instagram ombre, like, right? Remember, remember that back in the day? We always have thin brows, like thin brows were the trend. And then it slowly started shifting into that like editorial, like bushy, wispy brow. Remember everybody was doing soap brows and they were like putting soap on their brows. So like now, now they start doing lamination, like thick brows used to became like popular. Okay. And I jumped on the thick brow trend like very fast. Like I loved it. Like I loved it so much. And I would always get compliments on my eyebrows. I would make them super wispy. Um, and I would just like, I would get a lot of compliments and I loved my brows. And my brow lady knows, do not trim the top. Okay, I never trim the top of my eyebrows because I just want them to keep growing. I want them to go as high as they can, okay? And it's crazy because I go to Serbia for a month and my family, unintentionally, I'm going to their house and like, you know, I'm visiting all my different family members and they're, they're like, what's going on with your eyebrows? Your eyebrows look like a man's eyebrows. Like, why are they so thick? And then one person says, I'm like, yo, you know what you're talking about? Like, trust me, watching two years, you're going to be doing this. Like, that's what you, the same thing you said about all the other trends that, that I came here with. And you were looking at me like I was crazy. Now you're doing them. Right. Like when Crocs were a big wave, like back in the day before they were like a wave again, I came to Serbia like on a flight with Crocs and my cousins were roasting me, bro. They were roasting me to say I look like I was working in a hospital, all this. They were like, what is that? That's rubber. Like you look like you're broke, right? They were making fun of me so much. Two years later, they were all wearing Crocs, all of them, okay? Because they're late to the trends. So same thing, I was like confident. I was like, yo, what are you talking about? Watch, in a few years, you're gonna be growing those eyebrows and you're gonna be calling me right and then what happened i go to the next house visit the because I, I have like freaking 10 houses to visit and the next house same thing oh my god your eyebrows are so thick right like you should you should do your eyebrows you should you want me to take it to your eyebrow lady you know people in serbia got no motherfucking like shame they just say they say how it is i know some of y'all are from the same like wherever you're from they do the exact same thing they they nickname you by your insecurities and shit right when i was younger they used to call me fatty right that was my nickname so y'all know what I'm talking about. They're blunt as fuck. And they were like, what's up? Like, you literally look like you have a man's eyebrows. And again, and again, in the third house, in the fourth house. And by the end of the trip, y'all, I remember I cried to my mom in the car because I was so angry 
at myself that the seeds that they planted were finding fertile ground. I started to look at my eyebrows and I was like, yo, they are too thick. When just a few weeks ago, I fucking loved my eyebrows. And for years, I would tell my lady, do not touch it, do not trim it. And now I'm looking at my eyebrows like, oh my God, like, they need, like, they're, they're, like they're too thick. And I was mad at myself because it, I let it seep in, even though I knew what was happening. Like I knew logically that it's not what I wanted, but it, it still seeped in. And I went back to my eyebrow lady in Canada and I told her, and I told her and I was like, babe, can you just, can you just like thin it out a little bit? She was like, what? For mother, Vanessa for mother plucker. She was like, huh? She said, what the fuck? She's like, you never told me that in your life. Like she was shocked. She's like, I just can't believe that you're doing this. And I literally thinned, I didn't make it super thin, but I made my eyebrow a little bit thinner. Why? Seeds planted will always find fertile ground. Whether you logically understand that that's bullshit or not, it still will play mind tricks on you. So it's not just about identifying, okay, what they're saying is not true. I knew logically that what they were saying was not true. I've been loving my eyebrows for a year, but it still got to me. You have to realize that when someone places a seed of doubt in you, guess what? They get to walk away with nothing and you're left with the doubt. They place the doubt in you and then they walk away with no repercussions and you're the one that's left dealing with the doubt. You're the one that's dealing with the doubt. They're walking away like ain't shit changing their life. So you have to set your boundaries. Do not allow people to speak against your dream. Do not allow people to speak insecurities in you. Because now it's like, it's a, you know what? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about your opinion about my eyebrows or your opinion about my, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I love you. I appreciate you, but that's my boundary. And it's the same thing with, with business or anything that you're trying to achieve in life. Set your boundaries so that people are not planting their seeds of doubt. Okay. Then now another thing I want to talk about is, and I, I'll leave it off at this. I actually didn't even get to finish my training with, because of all the freaking, <laughs> because of all the freaking uh, technical difficulties. But my dad used to, so when I was younger, I used to always daydream. Okay. I would daydream so much. And I, um, eventually started getting a little older, you know, when I was like, I think like 12 or 13 or something. And I started getting embarrassed. I was like, I'm like a grown, like, I was like, I'm, an, I'm like getting older. Like I'm an adult and I'm here, like playing these little mind fantasy games in my mind. So I, one day I told my dad, I was like, I don't know why, but I like keep like doing these fantasies in my mind. And I just feel like it's so stupid. Like, I know, like I'm, I'm supposed to be getting older. I'm not supposed to be like playing pretend, you know? And that day, I, I just, I'll never forget it. Cause my dad just changed my whole perspective. And he was like, he was like, no, he's like, don't ever stop. In my language, we call daydreaming mashta, right? And he said, you have to keep doing the mashta, to keep daydreaming. You have to keep envisioning things, visualizing things in your mind. He says that every single thing that he visualized as a kid became true. Every single pretend fantasy that he played when he was a kid became true. 
He's like, you don't understand how powerful that is. And he would tell me these stories of, he, he was born in Serbia, right? He grew up in Serbia, he came, to, um, this, he came to Canada when he was like 35, so he was already like an adult. And he, so he came here, and but when he was a little kid, he used to play in the living room, right? He used to play in the living room and he used to um, take like, a, like a, one of my grandpa's uh, book bags, like, like a briefcase, and he would pretend that he was a business businessman that speaks English, okay? He was like seven, eight years old. He didn't know nothing about English, okay? He would pretend that he was this businessman and he was doing business deals and he was making money and he was working and he would walk around the living room and he would speak English. And he didn't know what English was, so he would just gib he would just do gibberish. Like he would just be and he would pretend like he was speaking English because he didn't know English, right? And he would pretend like he knew it and he was this businessman and he was making this money and he had his little briefcase. And that was his like favorite thing to, favorite game to play. He would just fantasize about being this businessman that spoke English, right? Because he used to watch English cartoons but he didn't know English. And he would, like I said, speak gibberish. And it's crazy that he moved to Canada, he started his business, and he is now an entrepreneur with a heating and air conditioning company. Um, in and he runs a whole business of you know a successful business in English, and it's just crazy because he never like he's only started learning English in his thirties, right? He has an accent, he's a fob, but that vision that he had as a child came true. And I'll never forget that because it's just so powerful the way that our mind works, friends. It is powerful the things that we can create in our mind through the things that we see, through the things that we touch, through the things that we smell, right? Through all through the things that we hear. You have to construct success in your mind before you can get it in real life and actually have fun with it. Like, don't like, oh, here I go again. It's time for me to, for me to visualize, but enjoy it. Enjoy visualizing. Enjoy creating your ideal life in your mind and what it would look like. Like that same excitement that we had as, as kids, imagining all these things and living in this fantasy, we got to do that exact same thing. And he said he didn't even understand what he was doing, but later on he learned that like he was acting like it was real and he felt like it was real and like he was already there and he had this happiness of already being there. And later on in life, he learned that that was one of the keys to creating the life that you want, right? So we're, we're a bit over time. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to keep, do I want me to keep going till 10 or do you want me to stop it here? What do you guys want? All right, okay. So because we got interruptions. So the second part of what I wanted to talk about was change. How much you need to change as a person in order to witness success in your life. And he did this analogy that was so good, y'all. Like he said, at the counter of success, you will always pay full price. At the counter of success, you will always pay retail. You want success, you got to pay full price for it. And he explained it like a vending machine. He said, 
if you were going up to a vending machine and you wanted a soda or a chips bag that cost a dollar, but you're depositing 90 cents, are you still going to get it? Are you still going to get that chip bag? Are you still going to get that soda? You put in almost all of it. You could even put 95 cents. Right? But the vending machine is not going to give you the reward. Why? Because you have to deposit more change. Take that in. You have to deposit more change. You have to deposit more physical change and you have to deposit more change in your life. Change in yourself, change in your habits, change in your patterns, change in your thoughts. Because if you're not willing to deposit the full amount of change necessary, if you're not willing to deposit the full amount of change necessary to reap the reward, someone else is gonna come behind you and they're gonna insert the whole dollar. They're gonna collect all their nickels and all their dimes and they're gonna insert the whole dollar and they're gonna get the chips or the soda while you're still waiting there. Like, oh, I only got 90 cents, but look how hard I worked, I got 90 cents. It's not a dollar. Success comes to those of us that are willing to rise to the occasion. That are willing to rise to the occasion. That are willing to change. That are willing to adapt. Change is so necessary in success. And like that vending machine, if you're, if you're not getting the reward that you want yet, Keep in mind that you got to deposit more change in your life. And when you do that, when you start changing things in your life, all of a sudden you'll start to realize how certain things start to shift. Certain things start to change and, and, and happen to you and you don't know why. Certain friends stop calling you and you don't know why. Certain situations in your life start changing and you don't know why. But don't question it because the universe is conspiring to make your thoughts a reality. The universe is conspiring to bring you that soda or those chips through the law of attraction. When you get yourself in the right environment, when you adapt your mindset, right? And when you deposit change in your life. You see a lot of success, majority of success is caught, not taught. It's caught, not taught. What does that mean? You catch it, you witness it. I, yo, like I analyze people all the time. I wanna be a really good speaker, right? I'm already a speaker, but I wanna be a phenomenal speaker. So when I was at the event and we had a small mastermind at the house, one of these guys, Chad was speaking and I was analyzing, I was catching how he was speaking to people. And I noticed that he would make eye contact with so many different people throughout his speech. And he would keep his eyes on somebody for like 30 seconds. He would look at you like this. And then he'd go to the next person. And the next person. But he would keep his eyes on you for 30 seconds. Like he would really intensely make eye contact with you. And when I was talking to him after, I told him I noticed that he didn't even realize. It's just something that he naturally does. He didn't teach it to me. He didn't tell me, hey, when you're speaking, look people in the eye. Make eye contact, pause for 30 seconds, and then go to the next one. He didn't, he didn't teach me that, but I caught it. 
I caught it because I, I, I just was analyzing what successful people do. So in life, whether it's network marketing or anything else, whether it's being a good parent, whether it's being a good husband or being a good wife, or whether it's uh, being successful in your job, whether it, whatever it is, being a good athlete, find somebody worthy of being modeled and obsess over them. Obsess over them. Learn everything that it is that they do. Learn how they walk, how they talk, how they speak. Well, speak and talk the same thing, but learn what they do, how like their systems, the way that they operate, learn everything, study them. Find somebody worthy of modeling and obsess over them. So why did I pay, play Madam uh, CJ Walker in the beginning of this um, Zoom call? Because she was one of the first women to become a millionaire, first of all. Someone said, uh, Elvis said, we are 10 gallon people, but we may, have been, we may have born into the families of the people who have pint cap capacities. So Madam CJ Walker, all the hair products that they were talking about, she sold, I don't know if y'all watched them. Anybody watch the movie? Okay. I don't know if y'all watched the movie, but watch it, right? And she, she created these hair products and she started selling them and she started getting distributors to distribute her products. She technically created the first network marketing company. At the time, it wasn't called network marketing, but that's what she created. The first network marketing company. She had over 20,000 sales reps. 20,000 sales reps pushing her product her hair care products. One of the first African-American self-made millionaires. And you know what the next company did? The next company looked at her success. They found somebody being worthy of being modeled and they, and they modeled them, they obsessed over them. So the next company that was inspired by Madam C.J. Walker was created by a man named Rich Demos and Jay Van Andel. And that company, I don't know if y'all all know it, it's a little popular in the network marketing industry. It's called Amway. Y'all know that one? It's one of the biggest network marketing companies in the world, biggest and oldest. Worth $8.4 billion. They were inspired by Madam C.J. Walker and the way that she operated her business, the way that she ran her systems. So what did they do? They found somebody being worthy of being modeled and they obsessed over them. And just because someone was first, just because Madam C.J. Walker was first, right? Doesn't mean that they're going to be the best. Doesn't mean that they're going to be number one. Keep that in mind. But they learned from her. So the same thing in your life, find somebody that you can obsess over, find an example, obsess over it and copy their system, copy the way that they got to their success. Step one, find an example. Step two, obsess over it and copy the system. And step three, add your personal touch. Add your personal touch to it. And that's how you're gonna take the number one spot.
right? Just because they were first doesn't mean that they're going to be number one. So this was some of the, 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 the trainings that I got from that weekend. It was amazing. I was so grateful for it. I hope you guys got some value. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Hopefully for the podcast, my assistant can crop it out a little bit for you guys. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you're tuning in from the podcast, um, and um, please share this on your stories. Leave a leave a comment, and we appreciate you for tuning in to Wake Up with WFab. I'm gonna stop the recording.